0: They said great paved the way, chase the rain release the pain release you saying, in pain trend set bright again so far tight tighter set high and deadly I'm a fighter jet
1: what's good everyone we are back new year first show of the new year major league pod we are back with a big show mlw looking to start the year off in a big big way with kings of coliseum uh that was january 6th at the time of this recording uh, it was the previous saturday um and we got a you know a bunch of stuff to cover on there so in the meanwhile of course i didn't introduct- introduce people because i'm rusty at this stuff i'm rob cammer host of the mlw confusion podcast with me the augurary of odd lane sign muffins martinez muffins how are you doing
0: uh, first of all, I don't even know what that word is. The first word you said, I've never heard that before. So, hopefully, something good because I'm gonna have to look it up later. <laughs> Breaking out the thesaurus this week. Yes, or a dictionary or something because I have no idea how to even spell it. So, I'm gonna have to start making something up and figure that out. So there you go. Just
1: take uh, take notes, everybody. Take notes. Not only are you gonna get the uh, wrestling knowledge, you're yeah. you're you are you you are going to get uh, some verbal. Verbal words in there as well. Yes. Uh, but this is a wrestling podcast, not a literary podcast. So Kings of Coliseum, that is like the only news, like really the only thing MLW's done in the in the last two weeks. Uh, it looks like they're going bi weekly now instead of uh having a, a fusion every week. So, yeah, I, so I'm
0: from what I've seen is like gonna be like every other Saturday. Yeah, like that's the, the weekly stuff on thriller and then the Whatever the tapings they did before and after the pay-per-view, that'll be the free show on YouTube on on, on being sports. So
1: Yeah, I'm curious curious about that move. Like I I, I personally I'm not a fan of it. Like no. I, I think it I think it's harder to sustain momentum. That way, especially for a company the size of MLW, you do kind of need to have that constant wheel of promotion, especially for the bigger shows. And to be honest, MLW isn't always good at sustaining momentum when they're not on air. Like they, they what they tended, they have this nasty tendency to take their off seasons very seriously and do like the barest of bare minimums when they're not in the air. Um, but. I know that that's just me if it works for them great but i mean it's all on youtube well outside of the the being triller stuff or not the being of the uh, fight tv triller stuff and but yeah whatever
0: it's going to be interesting to see what happens like you said momentum you know every by weekly every two weeks i don't know man but you know hopefully this is just something temporary and you know now hopefully you know after may june they'll go back to some weekly stuff but yeah. And now that i say it looks like it's gonna be like bi-weekly stuff so
1: yeah and as always if you ask court he has something cooking so i have something something may be cooking uh, maybe maybe they're uh, going to do a soft brand split because we do have uh, the return of azteca yes. in uh, may so maybe yeah. may, you know maybe that's gonna have something to do with it or they're just going to do what they usually do and just alternate tv show names so uh we'll fusion underground Azteca, and okay, then, you know, yeah. go back and forth. But really, as I said, like, the big thing about this, this week has been the kings of Coliseum. So let's jump right in. The show opens with the uh, six-man tag trios action, if you will. Uh, Wasted Youth and Alec Price takes on the dastardly trio of Tony Deppen, TJ Crawford, and Griffin McCoy. What would you think about this year match, Muffins?
0: Love it. Loved it. Love a car crash inside the ring. Everybody flying from left to right. And it looks smooth. It looked great. It was an amazing car crash. And you know, wasted the youth. They're really getting pushed since the last two shows that they've been there. So uh, I'm pretty. I, I can't wait till they get their title match whenever that happens. But I really enjoyed this match, and it was a good opener to get things going. When i saw this match i was thinking to myself man this show is going to be crazy didn't happen that way so you know a lot of matches kind of underwhelmed for me but this match definitely got me excited for the rest of the night and i was the right team one where the youth is getting pushed i i like that youth movement that they're pushing now with of guys that you know we didn't know a couple of months ago so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to see how this is progressing where a lot of these young guys come in so
1: yeah i i agree this is a textbook opening contest something to get the blood go and get you excited for the rest of the show um yeah as you said like i think overall i think the right team won because they are pushing wasted youth and if you're gonna have it's not a good look to have your number one contenders take yeah. a fall even if this is not like a you know a regular tag team match i did think uh you know a couple things were rather interesting one is this uh, they finally are really kind of putting over alec price on commentary yeah. they uh, they routinely referred to him as uh, having several viral moments within the match and let's i mean let's face it that uh, like double stomp into a yes. tornado ddt was a nifty yes. sight to behold uh but yeah so commentary put over price pretty hard in addition to obviously wasted youth having the match the only thing that slightly disappointed me and this I mean this is one of those like cases where regardless of my opinion there's no winner within it because uh but I would have liked but I think the team of Deppen, Crawford and McCoy kind of need a win yeah. like just in general just to really kind of cement that they are a dastardly team to beat um, but again, like I, but it shouldn't come at the expense of wasted youth. So, yeah, what, what are you going to do there? Um, actually, like the fallout for this, like I'm actually really interested to see uh, where things go uh, in terms of the tag team titles, sh- uh, the situation here, uh, just because wasted youth and in, in, in ring wasted youth are like the is like the exact opposite of what whatever incarnation of the second gear crew we're going to see which assuming assuming it's the scg uh or sgc excuse me that are getting uh, that are holding the belts when we wasted use wasted youth cash in uh but like i'm curious to see how that match will play out because the you know the the crew are just big brawler dudes like yes justice takes to the air but like his air is you know, pretty rudimentary like he just gets up top and just falls on you i mean okay he's a bit more graceful than that uh but like he, he's he's not doing a moonsault he's not doing 450s he he's dropping elbows he's yeah. doing body presses that sort of like um they're they are not innovators of offense uh they are just a batch of ugly dudes who are just gonna beat you up um you know and i'm not saying this match is gonna be bad like actually as, as they like to throw out in mlw styles make fights so uh this is interesting i'll have to dig it up i didn't do extra research for this really um uh, but i'm curious because i i want I, I think at least manders has some history with wasted youth but i'll have to look look that up um just because they're both northeast guys now um but no, as agreed, like it was a great match to uh, get the crowd going, start the night off hot. Yeah, no, no complaints there. So you said the right guys won, and yeah, that's uh, that's I think covered kind of like all we need about that. Could be wrong. I don't know. Um, next, going down my list of things. Uh, about the next thing we we really need to talk about is the next next match, which happens to be the uh, featherweight championship match. Hyper Masao of uh, TJPW in Japan takes on uh, Promotionist Dorada's uh, Janai Kai uh, with Selena De La Renta. Um, this match, I am not as harsh of this match as some people have been. Uh, um, I thought it was a perfectly serviceable match. Yeah. Um, but. Like I, for me, like the real like letdown overall for it was just kind of we'll say the, the booking of the featherweights in general. Yeah. Uh you know, Jannikai is facing a monster of the week almost. Just kind of like people are just showing up, and like yeah, they may deserve the title because of like who who they were elsewhere. But you gotta kind of do your research for that. No, like I, I would like to see Kai face someone in MLW, uh, or on top or barring that to get you know a little bit more than just one hype package for whomever the opponent's going to be uh because we only saw one hype video for Hyper Masao and like it really didn't do that great of a job to explain who she was like overall like it was a good like one-time intro but you need to kind of in you know evolve that introduction as well so we, we just got like the same hype package over and over which did next to nothing for actually educating your viewer like as i said like the the match was fine but i just it was just kind of a letdown for being just fine and just you know having like i know it's a big deal for mlw to have these partnerships but if you're not going to like help us figure out who the who these people are you're not doing that you're not doing the match uh, Any uh, you're doing the match a disservice and since the match itself didn't blow you know didn't blow anyone out of the water like we we really don't understand like why, why hyper massau got the title shot as compared to like anybody else in the world
0: yeah i mean the last two shows Jenai High kai has been going against two monsters good talents i love the partnership with tj you know tjpw why this specific person got a title match i have no clue like you said um i was very disappointed with the match it looked more like a comedy after a while with hyper especially the one thing when that she did with the bicycle that she gets on the bike and goes across the ring riding a bike for a clothesline i'm like yeah you know well
1: i figure Tom Lawler or Braun Strowman can do a lap around the ring on yeah. foot do something like the bicycle yeah the bicycle's a little much but like yeah eh. that was, and
0: it, it took so long to kind of that, to get to pedaling
1: that and that I'm was like, my what? that was my complaint it took like a half hour like yes get the I'm spot like, going is
0: this is going to be waiting for you there this whole time while you're trying to figure out how to pedal your own bike
1: yeah, and well, I, I will like interrupt just briefly to point out like th- this seemed to be kind of a, a quasi-reoccurring theme throughout the night. Like one of like my the things I noticed is like some of the pacing in a lot of the matches seem to be yeah. off where like we had these spots that took way too long to set up. Whether yes, it was like, the bike spot yeah. or, or in our next match having our uh, ringboard uh, chair pyramid thing. Yes. and just like kind of like really disrupted the flow of some of these matches.
0: Yeah, I was disappointed with this specific featherweight match. All the ones they've done before have been awesome. The one for next month, I don't know whoever she's going to wrestle. Hopefully, you'll be better than this one. But I like that they're bringing people from a different company to, you know, uh, go for the title. But hopefully next month it'll be someone from the states. I'm surprised I still haven't brought anybody from uh, CMLL female-wise to challenge. So, but yeah. well, hopefully <laughs> that will happen soon. I'm still waiting for one anybody from MLW to go to TJPW and wrestle there, like Janae Kai or even you know the uh, the old, uh, last champion uh, you know Dummy XO to go up there. That will then that that will feel like a regular or real partnership there are we seeing is people coming from cml and from tjpw but no one from here going to either of those places except for rocky Romero, who already wrestled there so right
1: yeah and i honestly like i would like to see like a little bit more interaction with the current like featherweight roster too yeah. like the in terms of title matches the actual roster seems to be taking a back seat to yeah, yes, whomever yes, they're bringing in, and yeah. I know like they're dropping hints at um, Zeta Steel, or right. at least she's asking for a title shot, and it yeah. hasn't been quite granted yet, you know. But like I, I assu- like something seems to be going on with Exo, kind of, sort of, but they ha- they 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 haven't elaborated on that yet, and like she's not gotten a proper rematch. She had the triple threat yeah. match yeah. with uh, Tiara James, yeah. um, but like they, also, they haven't
0: Tiara the James yeah but they
1: but they haven't put too much stock in their own featherweights it seems yeah. like I mean they, and they and then they brought in like a couple of folks too like in the peripherally and they're not doing yeah. much with like a uh, Magnificent Mimi and whatnot yeah yeah
0: and yeah one. and she's she's gonna be there at the show for in two weeks she has a match there so at least they're using some of the indie uh females to come in from Monster Factory so that that's a good thing but all, all I'm seeing them is take losses. I haven't seen them, you know, they win yet.
1: So, yeah, so it's 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 kind of like a revolving door. Yeah. I, they're not really building anyone up within MLW to unseat Kai. Which, like, it. I mean, it's not great. I mean, yeah, you can probably pull a surprise card again, like kind of how like Kai came in and won the title. But I, you know, I also don't see the point of having a division if you're not going to build the division to a point where they should be able to be contenders for the title properly you know, especially and, you once know. again especially with your with your uh, with
0: the last champion still a part of the roster yeah and then you have Becca who was going to be the one who's going to take the title match and then everything don't know what happened with Becca and kind of fell the wheels after that when we're getting this specific different challenges every month from TJPW female so right and so,
1: I I don't know. Uh, you know, again, is, is uh, I'm not going to complain too much as long as the match quality holds up. And yes, comparatively speaking, I feel like this one was a downer. But yeah, I also will note done. that like, compa- but I will also note that like the the featherweights have been putting out bangers. So uh, at some yes. point, you know, a drop off is going to happen. They can't all be a pluses. You know, sometimes yeah, sometimes
0: definitely a drop off. Yeah.
1: But but I, I say I, I didn't think it, it was outside of the bike spot, and I didn't hate the bike spot. I just took hated how long it took to do it. Yeah, it took um, a yeah. long. But like I didn't hate the use of the bicycles, and I definitely I'm not like taking it as harshly as a whole as some of the other folks on the webs, But whatever. But speaking of, uh, but to bring things up, our match following this was for the tag team championships as the Second Gear Crew, represented by Matthew Justice and the one called Manders, uh, takes. On WTF's Tom Lawler and Joshua Bishop. What'd you think,
0: Buffins? I I'll be honest, I actually enjoyed this match. I mean, even though I don't I'm not too too keen on that type of matches, you know, tables all over the place, chairs, and all that kind of shit going back and forth. Uh uh just what's the young kid's name who looks like Sid Vicious? Uh Bishop. Bishop. He looks like Sid Vicious Jr. Mm -hmm so you know just do a little more sit-ups and you'll get there to look just like him he I mean, he for for being new he definitely has a lot of power you know and uh, he took a lot of spots there especially the when justice went up and i, I think he's gonna do whole hurricane on justice and justice turned it around and went to the tables yeah i actually thought WTF was going to get the titles, to be honest with you. I was like, okay, we're going to see some title changes. It didn't happen, which I was surprised by it, but happy that it didn't happen. But, yeah, I was very impressed with the whole match. It was it was clean. I loved it. You know, right, good destruction all over the place. And the kid uh, just uh, got I forgot his name again.
1: <laughs> Joshua Bishop.
0: Yeah, Bishop. Okay, I, I want to keep saying Joseph, but Bishop. Yeah, so Vicious Junior. Yeah, he, he definitely impressed me. So I'm I'm looking forward to to those guys moving forward and see where they go. I mean, there was the I was thinking when they to the tag team Bella, they didn't. So what's going to happen next month? You know, where do they, where do they go from here as a tag team? So,
1: and I think that is the big question overall, uh especially when it comes to WTF. um i'll I'll talk go back to the match here in a bit but like since you kind of brought it up where do we go next i i feel like that's a big question for wtf in general because that has been the nature of the beast like at best they seem to do like they they will pick up matches you know when the lights aren't aren't quite so bright like uh, justice tech um excuse me bishop beat justice technically uh you know last month um but like and cardona's had pretty good results except yeah. for the world title match. Yeah. But like as a, ho- as a whole WTF really has not done much of anything for trying to launch this sports entertainment takeover of the company. And it's kind of getting to the point where they do need some sort of big signature win to kind of justify their existence. Like I know that a lot of the uh, MSL stuff is played for laughs, yeah. but like you have guys in that stable that can go I mean, obviously Lawler is a former world champion in MLW. Richard Holliday is a perennial, you know, upper mid Carter, a guy you probably should be strapping the rocket to, to be quite frank. And then, and then Zeta, who's cutting her teeth in mlw so they got the featherweight division cover too and bishop who showed that he can go and quick little fact for anyone who isn't aware like who's you know extra surprised about his teamwork uh he's cut his teeth in the business as a member of a tag team he's actually a regular member of a team called the rip city shooters out east uh, primarily in the philadelphia pittsburgh area uh so like the dude the du- dude's got a tag team pedigree to him as well uh in addition to being now the you know the primary muscle for WTF um but uh but yeah so I so like I was more surprised how well Lawler and him work together as a team as well um but yeah what like what do you what do you do for WTF because th- they're choking in these big match situations and I mean this is this is late enough that I think I can spoil it especially this early in the show, you know, spoiler alert, Richard Holliday didn't win the world championship either. So like, you know, it's getting kind of hard to take, you know, WTF as an actual threat. Yeah. And which, you know, given the nature of the talents within WTF, like that's kind of a shame. Um, But going to the match itself, like this is, this is the, the brawling and car crash stuff that I love so like I I was totally fine like with the match itself uh outside of like them having to build the contraptions like I think you know everything you know you know was just everything you'd want in a hard hitting like ringside brawl Uh, especially um you know I don't give the man flowers very often but like the chop off between manders and Bishop yeah like was just insane like I like I am impressed like I don't know how they managed to pull it off without their chests totally looking like hamburgers, just standing there, just chopping. I know Bishop's chest looked pretty gnarly, but, uh, but it, like, it wasn't the open, open wounds gnarly is like, they no, were so really kind a, of going chop to. Off. Yeah. They chop. had the, Oh, big chop off. And then Manders ducked out and justice came back, <laughs> came in and <laughs> continued. And which I, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, I did, the, but I think, with like the the amount of plunder involved that it did allow bishop to shine i did think especially with manders getting dumped uh towards the end that yes. uh, that that the titles were going to change because i thought like okay here we go two on one like here's where we go down and that's all really happened yeah and then lawler got and then lawler got dumped pretty quick right after that too we're like oh um so yeah and and then an auxiliary comment to, to where do we go from here like i you know assuming the second gear crew keep those titles, like, I, I, I I'm interested at in this, uh, face versus face matchup. Like, that was, like, reason number two why I thought, uh, WTF was gonna win the titles in this match, was because Wasted Youth are, ba- you know, pure baby faces, yeah. and now you have, you know, the Dastardly Hill team with the titles to, you know, so they could play off of each other on that front. And it's not like a uh, second year crew haven't had their share of face versus face matches. I mean, to be fair, they won the titles from a face versus face match against, uh, the new simone SWAT team so you know so you know they'll fight anyone it's fine uh but I was just kind of curious about that as well um and so we end up glossing over before I move along I just want to throw out there like Zeta done got herself killed in that match too (laughs) like
0: what kind of what kind what kind
1: what kind of man lariats a woman and it's not even like a bodybuilder-esque woman like like uh steph delander like yes Z- Z- zeta is a normal-sized woman and the
0: that's your that's your boy manders
1: yeah the big bad cowboys just running yes. around lariating women
0: and, well hopefully uh, hopefully you'll take your revenge on him next week
1: there we go uh yeah you know, it's a sidebar on that ladies and gentlemen Next next weekend is the uh, MLW Confusion sponsored Prestige Rumble at yes. CW Pro, uh, Bluegrass Coliseum, marking the return home of the one called Manners. So, uh, going to have my revenge this yes. time. He, he has murked
0: me twice before. Yeah. This, t- well, this time, last time, he, last time, he ran you off the, the premises. So,
1: no, that was the first time. Last time, he oh, gave me first. an autograph. Okay. Last time he said he was sorry and then gave me the worst autograph ever.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the first time he ran you off, I was like, wow, that's not a good look.
1: Yeah, but he was drunk. I'll make sure he's sober this time. All right. I'm not going to beat up a drunk man.
0: That's not a fair fight. That might be the only way you might beat him (laughs) him is when he's drunk. (laughs) You never know. So now, wasn't this the next match another hardcore match?
1: Yeah, the, the next match, we they jumped right into it uh, as they were cleaning up, but it was the uh, Taipei death match between, between the former it. calling members, Akira yeah. and Ricky Shane Page, for the uh, National Openweight Championship. Akira yeah. doesn't even wait, he just no. barges down there and he's like, I want Ricky Shane Page right now. And Ricky Shane Page is like, Okay, I like bleeding. And they, they oh, come God. and have a match. Um, no. no.
0: Yeah, I uh... I can't have two hardcore matches back to back like that. I I get turned off quick, and then this looks like a bloodbath. I mean, there was blood everywhere. I mean, especially from Shane Page. I mean, this dude was just bleeding. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this looks like the handman Page against Trickland Mm -hmm. match from a couple of weeks ago, up by AEW. I'm surprised none of them started, you know, drinking their their each other's bloods. Like give me a cup of your blood, and he can take a cup of my blood, and we'll drink it together. We say cheer and drink. But yeah, the only thing I like about this match was towards the ending when Callahan came out and joined the Calling, and now the Calling looks like a threat because of Callahan. Callahan being there gives the Calling a, a better, you know, mastermind behind that since Raven's and gone raven you know came in started this group we never saw him again you know after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks never saw him again then delirious Mandeleon got married and they're still in the honeymoon because nobody's seen them since mm-hmm. you know so and then it was the the company was just flapping around now you see callahan who is a mastermind sadistic monster you know, hopefully either being the leader or, or just kind of meshing with the rest of the guys. So not they will really look like a threat now. So that was the only part of the whole match that I liked.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't mind the match. Because, but then again, I am all for the deathmatch stuff. Yeah. So like that, I no, didn't hurt my feelings Fun much on that one. My really, like, the only thing I really complained about off of it was that, like, you couldn't tell... That they that their hand that they had glass on their yes. tape like like they, what they should have done is done like beer bottles or so, or some sort of colored glass so you could see yes. see the shards yes. on the on on the tape like i mean we got enough close ups that you know like we got to see the glass on on the tape but like it, it didn't it, it didn't have that visual pop like if you didn't if you didn't already know this was a Taipei death match, you probably would have forgotten at least initially. Um, and so like, yeah, that, that, that was just, I mean, that wasn't a big misstep. Like it, it was fine. Uh, one of the things that did kind of like, I don't want to say turn me off to it, but like the camera work in this match, comparatively speaking, it just wasn't quite as great. Like evidently whomever the director was for this has not covered a lot of these sorts of matches uh, because there were a handful of times where we blatantly caught people gigging themselves on camera. I uh, um, uh, can't remember the exact spot where Akira was cutting himself, but you could see see him going at his forehead. Whereas Ricky Shane Page was in an ankle lock, and like the camera was like pretty darn close, and you'd watch him Ricky Shane Page like no, ah! <laughs> like, no, cut away, focus on Akira, or yeah, come out or yeah, something like, like We're watching, or we're, we're closer watching
0: it. to the to the knife.
1: We're, we're we're watching them cut themselves. Like that, that that is taking me out of like taking me that is suspending my disbelief uh, that is causing me to not suspend my disbelief anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with people cutting themselves. Like that's uh, that's expected in this, but it was just the fact that we're watching the dude actively do it, know, doing doing like, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, pulling the curtain back. Yeah, only thing was was when Akira was down and he put the two chairs with the glass in the middle and range uh, shame page jumped through the glass right on on uh, akira i thought that shit was crazy right said, like, oh my god yeah I, I was like wow i mean i don't know this i mean i know the glass is crap but still man that was kind of crazy
1: you know I, watching
0: it up. But other than that that was like the only two times that i popped was that one and when callahan came out
1: Oh, see, that's one of those spots that, like, oh, I hate just because I I, I think because you it's a shower and you can't protect like you can't properly protect your eyes like with that. And, you know, and then like, oh, and glass that powders like that is horrible. Uh, here, here, we'll get into the TMI stuff when, when it comes to playing with glass. We'll break the hat out for this. It, I was in attendance of the King of the Death matches, IWA Mid-South. Uh, I believe it was 2009, I believe. Uh, I can check that up later. Uh, but we had a fans bring the weapons match. And because I am a horrible person, I brought what I called a Cotton Maiden. For this was just a t-shirt that I coated with glue smashed a bunch of uh well because i i don't like cool drinks a bunch of mike's hard bottles smashed them all up and glued them to the shirt what i didn't realize was like how like glass actually like slivers in that amount so like I would do it, and, like, a glass dust would, like, get in my hand, and then, like, my hand would be sore for, like, the next three days as I'm trying to, like, get, as my body's trying to get the little glass splinter out that I couldn't even bloody see. So, like, sometimes seeing that glass kind of stuff, just, like, just getting in my hand, like, I'm not even taking it to the back or anything. Like, I'm not a real worker or anything like that. I just... Like I'm going like, ow! This is uh, stuck and now it's gonna hurt me three days. And like Akira got showered with glass, yeah. like all up his torso. Ricky Shane Page like jumped off, broke the glass, and then landed in it. Yeah. like that that part. Like oh dear, that yeah, that hurt. that That's to like
0: that too much for me. I'm like oh lord, you look but, cool but Come on now.
1: But yeah, um, but to go uh, go to your point of Callahan being back, like this excites me for the calling. Like I don't know how well he fits the. Or we'll call it the original aesthetic for it, but like he's gonna hes breath, he's gonna bring a new life to it uh, yeah, because we sure. want, one he's gonna be involved in creative. And so like regardless of what you, how you feel about Sammy Callahan in ring, like he's got a good mind to him um, and he's very well respected for his creative output uh, if you need examples for this I mean obviously you can check out impact where he's had a big hand in um, but he runs uh, the wrestling revolver pro wrestling revolver uh that alternates usually between uh Des Moines Iowa and Dayton Ohio but they do spot shows all around the country uh they're coming like pretty soon to Texas I believe um but like he, he that is his promotion that is, that is his dri- uh, driving force and if you and if you have the fight plus thriller subscription you can watch it, it okay. it's you know so 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 it, it it comes included in that if you you know so so you don't have to necessarily spend extra money if you've already got that um but yeah so I'm curious like I I'm glad to see like hopefully the calling will get like a new life uh, like a life force to it because it's been just the Ricky Shane Page show really yeah. for two ever since Raven left yeah. and you know it hasn't done a whole lot especially now that Akira's broken away we just ha- we're just left with disappearing members. And Jeff Cannonball, and yeah, like, and a bunch you of know,
0: guys in masks.
1: Yeah, uh, so hope, hopefully this will kind of right the ship of where the calling's going, or if nothing else, take it in a new sadistic, twisted direction. Only one way yes. to find out. We just know that. I just know that at least based on the social media, Akira is not done with everybody yet.
0: That's what he says. So we'll find out what happens next.
1: We shall. Uh, but yeah, so we did get the brief announcement that NLW it's reload it will be uh january 20th that's the next big event in there so just throw it out there because we did touch on it earlier um following this is our popcorn match i'm going to call it just because of how short it was but uh brett ryan goslin notorious oh, brg versus love Ju- uh, love doug in a love is blind fold match shaking your head guessing two matches in a row have struck out <sighs>
0: Another ma- I've never understood this type, this specific match ever in any company that I've seen this match happen. Like, you can't see anything supposedly, but you're able to come out with two perfect clotheslines at the same time. <laughs> you can't see anything. You know, and then one gets to cheat for the mask off so he can see what's going on. Almost gets to win. But then Love Dog comes out of nowhere and does his move and gets the win like what was the point of this match why you couldn't just have a regular wrestling match with something else you know like grab the pole or something you know make it a real wrestling match but yeah this was just the weirdest thing i ever seen another i they should have saved this for the reload show and do it there instead of having it on this pay-per-view here but yeah i mean He wasted time of two guys that I'm trying to see how they they go forward and wrestle and see if they have any good talent. Because we already seen uh, Love Dog go a couple of times already, but I haven't seen much of the other guys.
1: Yeah, I'm curious.
0: This is definitely on the for me.
1: I am definitely interested in where they can, uh, decided blindfold was the way to go for this match. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand them not wanting to do like another hardcore brawl because we just come off like back to back. So, so you need a palate cleanser of a match.
0: But you How have a regular match, match.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, regular match, or you know, if you're gonna do do something, you know, maybe boot it from the show and let oh, let, oh. let one of the other teams have another uh
0: oh, a, have you, another, you, have you, a match. Yeah, you put a speculation. If love love Doug wins, he gets a day with Becca.
1: Yeah. Um, I will and say that, that they they at least kept the match short and sweet. Yes. It was the shortest match of the night. And one thing that I really I did really like was was going into the ending where Goslin lost Doug, couldn't find him. And yeah. then he put the blindfold back on so he like legit couldn't see Doug. Yeah. But he made enough bloody noise. That you know the dead could uh, could crawl out of their coffin and go find him like yeah. that. So so like there there was they, they actually did play that part. I thought rather well is that he just made so much bloody noise like anybody anybody could have caught you know, found him. So like it, they made that work. Yeah, like yes, the double clothesline spot. Like okay, that that one that was pretty tongue in cheek. But yeah, the was, was, but but the finish I thought was actually very well done for a blindfold match.
0: I was just glad it was done.
1: But it was short and sweet, I, and I felt like overall it was inoffensive. So uh, I think, it, be- and, I, and I think it was meant more as the bathroom palette cleanser match. Yeah. We had those big two, uh, we had those two hardcore brawls with a lot of stuff going on with it, um, and then uh, then up next we are going to have our dual main events plus a big announcement for the world heavyweight championship. Go, you know, coming into the next show. Um, plus, we actually got a, you know a big announcement. After this as well, of uh, that um Mystico is coming Gosh. to uh coming to MLW. So yes. uh, looks lo- looks like he is going to uh ha- have a go at is Dorada, which Selena de la Renta has no clue like how he showed up. He didn't. They yes. didn't go through her. So it, uh, so we have this extra little like we- we're getting layers to this here onion yes. as well. And I-, I don't know if I'm yes. jumping the gun on it, but we might as well just go through it all now anyway. Uh, yes. But yeah, so Selena. Is supposed to have like all like the monopoly on bringing in luchadores to mlw and someone brought is bringing mystico in with that without her knowledge yes um and then with with the little package with it there's also a there's a little bit of a uh, dissension in the ranks so because rocky romero azucar is like Hey, you got a Zuccar. Like that's all you need to take out, exactly. you know, take out a take out a pesky Luchador. And Selena's like, "Yes, I do have someone that can take care of this." Averno, yes. <laughs> and, yes. and Rocky's like, "Like
0: what? well oh, no. Well, so, I, I, I was excited for this for uh, many reasons. This right here is the, is the beginning of the sprinkles of." Cesar Duran making his comeback, hopefully at the May show, since it's, it's going to be an Azteca show. So they're slowly dropping the clues of Cesar Duran coming in. Now you get one of the biggest attractions in Mexico being Mystical. You know, and people, I don't know if people know, and you should put your hat on. You know, Mystical was always in CMLL and then he left. Went to Dodori, became Sincara, and they had a different wrestler become Sin- Mystical 2. And then after uh, Sincara got released, he went back to Mystical to, uh, Mexico, where he became Mysticis in the meantime. And once the guy who was Mystical 2 left, he was able to get his crown back as the original Mystical again.
1: Okay, so, I didn't know that part of it because I knew there, I knew that there were two mysticos yes, technically yes. running around, yes. but yes,
0: um, yes. Yeah, so but, he came back as Mystesis, Miss, Miss yeah. But because he couldn't take over the mantle because somebody had it. Once the guy left and went somewhere else, he was able to take the mantle back as the original mystical. So now there's only one mystical there now, which is the original guy from the beginning back in. 2011 2010 whenever he was you know doing the mystical thing so
1: yeah and which makes me happy and i haven't followed uh, kept i haven't completely kept up with him but at one point he was considered like pound for bound one of the best wrestlers oh, in the world. yes and if not the best wrestler in the world he was at least the best high flyer
0: and uh, that's uh, what when he went to wre because the other like you said all the hype was on one of the best high flyers and then he became skinkara and unfortunately it, it didn't sell in WWE. I don't, for no. though, for what reason? I don't know why. But
1: uh, I I think it's a combination of I mean some of this is rumor. Like there there is rumor. Part of the rumor is, is that he's got a terrible attitude, okay. and so like he wasn't willing to play a lot of ball with the WWE stuff. That, that's just rumor conjecture. That's not opinion. Um, but two like there is at least stylistically like a bit of a jump between traditional American wrestling and lucha
0: Lucha? yes
1: and like really like there was only like i don't know like four or five guys in the company who had been trained proper in lucha and one of them was alberto del rio who had no interest in working with him so so like one of the guys who could lucha wasn't going to help the guy either and so it was kind of like i think it was kind of a perfect storm of like nobody knows how to work like you do so you can't do the stuff you're good at yeah. and then he's also not willing to make any a- adaptations either is what basically what i heard like he was dead set against learning any english well, which is unfortunately some if you're going to go to wwe unfortunately yeah. you're-, you're going to have to learn so- at least a little bit of english i mean maybe not so much now because they've let shinsuke nakamura do whatever weird things with his promos now but like well, shinsuke's any- got pretty good english anyway
0: and even damage control with the girls in all japanese they're talking out japanese put a little english here and go back to japanese i noticed that more and some of the girls who speak spanish the same thing they go back and forth between english and spanish so i am like, okay well i guess now it doesn't really matter if you know the whole language or not but back then when mcmahon was in charge it was a different story
1: oh yeah with mcmahon and kevin dunn like those are two of the most like weirdly xenophobic uh, and both, both of those teams.
0: guys are, you know, one is gone and it was about to leave Kevin Dunn. So, yep. so
1: yeah, so, yeah, so uh, we, we got we got a lot of stuff going on with promotion as Durano, too. And like I am yes. I am down for it, uh, especially if it involves the return of Cesar Duran, mostly because it will make my wife hand- happy. Because it's okay. one of the few things in wrestling that makes my wife hand- happy. She loves herself some Cesar Duran yes, um, and Dario Cueto. As she yes, was Mario, there Yes, so yeah,
0: but Mystical coming here. I mean, the original Mystical coming to the States and being in Elma W for CMMO that's going to be huge. And is that also in Philly or New York? That God. one I'm I'm I'm
1: don't remember. I and mean, I don't
0: know if it's super. In New York. I wrote down
1: at Super Fight, but I don't remember where yeah. Super Fight is. <laughs> I just wrote down at Super Fight in my yeah, original. I can't
0: those. wait till they leave Philly, man. Oh, God. I'm sick of Philly.
1: And they'll be doing And It looks like they're going to be doing that at least quasi long term. They're doing New York, they're going back to Florida, and then they're going to Chicago. Yes. At least so two. hopefully
0: they're going to be out of this area. And I'm surprised they don't have anything set up for WrestleMania weekend.
1: Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like, yeah. Because every, everyone in their even promotions that don't have a base, like yes. anywhere near WrestleMania, like like one of the uh, quasi local promotions, like that's like a Forty-five minutes from my uh, my uh, my house. That's like they run at a town ta- for a town of like you know a couple thousand people, maybe ten thousand max. And they don't travel like more than fifty miles. Like that's their territory, fifty miles. Like they go to wherever WrestleMania is going to be at and have. Oh, so, the, so they'll be there. I don't know about this year. Um I I I haven't paid that much attention and they they haven't run quite as many shows especially now that uh Dreamwave which runs pretty close by is back and Dreamwave is kind of a, one of the uh one of the bigger super indies around anymore. Um but yeah, so yeah, so uh, Mystico. Plus, yeah, super so
0: Superfight, right?
1: Yeah, Superfight. I guess you'll be got. <laughs> as I'm rattling on incoherently, Muffins doing the research.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be in Philly again. It's going to be Philly. So then the one in March is gonna be in New York.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, super fight will be great and all, but uh, in terms of big gimmick fights, uh War Chamber is where I'm at, man. That that and Battle yes. Riot, two two of my favorite MLW events. But that's neither here nor there. That's that's stalling for time that we don't need to because we're not on TV or anything like that. So, whatever. We can move along. But Mystico's coming in. It's gonna be great. Averno's coming in. Gonna be great. What, what also could be great? are part one of our dual main events. Richard yes. Holiday of WTF making his in ring return to MLW, looking to take the title from the Bomaye Fight Club and Alex Kane. Uh what do you think? I was
0: surprised thing? I was surprised this was the second and not the last main event. The match of the night. I was really surprised about that. It should have been. I was <laughs> surprised.
1: But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm of the opinion that if you have a world title fight, that, like, that should be your proper main event. Unless you're doing some stupid little lights-out thing that doesn't count for the records and is not sanctioned by the company. Yeah. I, I feel like your your world title it should be the main attraction. And, like, I, I I will roll my eyes right now. I get why they didn't, but it should have been. Uh, especially with a return of, like, an MLW product in terms of richard holiday yes um like i i thought i thought i thought the match the match didn't have quite the big fight feel some of uh, of kane's other matches i thought uh but you know it was good uh i really thought uh that holiday was going to get it a couple times especially when he's hitting the stock market crash yes uh, the, the 2008 um and then like And then they lost me at like really towards the end. They kind of lost me when they started doing all the uh, interference and ref bump stuff because like that stuff wasn't needed at all. Especially if you're gonna have if you're if you're gonna have cane retain, like you really didn't need to do all that stuff.
0: And and the funny thing is, you could see the ref bump coming. (laughs) You could see the way the ref was going, and, and and I'm thinking just, oh God, please not a ref bump. You don't need this now, and boom. I'm like, come on, dude! And then he's knocked out for the next five minutes, which wasn't even that bad of a hit at that. Yeah, I'm thinking you don't need that now. I mean, and you can see it like getting set up for the ref bump. Yeah, ah, dude, no, not now. And I really, really thought Holiday was going to win this match. So my question that I have now, and I said this earlier, and I'm going to ask you: Where does WTF go from here? Is Richard is going to be here for a while? Is it, did he just come in just for this? And then he's going to leave now again? Or that was my questions that I had afterwards. So I, I, I'm going to ask you, where does yeah. WTF go from here when both of their matches for titles, they lost?
1: Yeah, like I, I, I honestly like really don't know what you do with WTF at this point. Like They, they have continued, like, outside of some of Cardona's victories like they've really just kind of like choked time after time and like yes yeah, some of the cho- uh, some of some of the matches are more were more we'll say for show like uh Tom Lawler's Satoshi Kojima match yes. like that was just there to like bring Kojima back like and Lawler was kind of a good guy to do it it told it told a good story in in ring and then like out of the ring as well but like they they've had all this opportunity especially with Saint Laurent being the promoter uh, the wheeler and dealer of uh professional wrestling and like his guys like aren't taking over anything the the only thing that's being taken over is bottles of champagne by filthy tom and (laughs) chalices of m&ms by msl like like they they, like i i don't like they're kind of a joke now and that makes me sad to say because they they have this killer roster of folk like Throughout the time, like when the party started, it was uh, you know, David Boy Smith Jr., which obviously is out with injury, you know, Gene snitsky was there for you know, like one show and then effed off. But like those were two hardcore guys you know, mm-hmm. hardcore guys. They brought in they brought in Matt Cordona, who outside of his feud with Mance Warner, like couldn't bring home the title. And now it looks like he's done with the company, which he got, you know, you know, yeah. he did good for, for the length he was there. No complaints on that you know, Hammer's they, ha- hammer's hammer returned and turned on everyone to join, uh, join WTF. And now he's gone again. Yes. You know, they brought yeah, in he's, holiday. He's,
0: fun, so yeah.
1: You know, I assume Holiday's going to be here for a bit, but like what, you I'm know, holding. but again, like where, where do you go with these things? And like, I really just like, I really just don't know if they're just kind of there for like these weird comedy segments with MSL. And then like, they just let their guys go in and have bangers of matches. And then like, they let Josh Bishop run at uh, wreck everyone. So at least they can stand tall after they lose. Like I, I I really, I really don't know. And it, and it, and it, you know, as a wrestling fan, it makes me sad because like, as much as MLW does love their, you know, we're taking over heel stables. Like you, you actually have a roster of like awesome guys within the stable. It's not like uh, no offense and truly intended to the calling, but like, the calling was running roughshod yeah. with, le- with, with lesser profile talent. Yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, in addition to all the masked beatings backstage yeah. and all that, not even counting that stuff. Like, like the, the calling held most of the titles in MLW at one point and WTF, who has a, you know, who had at various points, two former MLW champions on their roster can't do anything. I I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what you do from the, there, or if it's if it's just kind of there to so MSL can have a have goofy little segments backstage or not. I don't know. Uh, they, they, uh, like, and the sad thing is, that they keep getting these shots in the arm. Like, they keep getting these metaphorical Sammy Callahans, if we're going to use the calling as an example. Because again, they 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 had a shot in the arm with with uh, Matt Cardona. They had a shot in the arm with Hammerstone. They had another shot in the arm with Holiday, and.
0: Well, and now they have a shot and in the arm now with uh the bro guy
1: uh yeah bishop and
0: no no, no the, oh, the oh. main event guy. uh with oh. who, oh. who, who, who wrestled the mike riddle well
1: yeah, but that's, is he is he a wtf guy though or is he just uh oh, no
0: but i'm saying you know just, the company is a shot in the arm though
1: oh yeah no no the company like despite my misgivings about wtf like mlw is on the upswing in general yeah um and you know i've tried and up until this past week you know i've been you know waving the banner of like hey everyone mlw is getting good again like you guys gotta check it out um but yeah so like where we go with wtf like i i have no bloody idea i i really don't uh just because
0: well, we just segue to the main event and let's let's go with that one because yeah, I like that, That's main about about main all I can say about it. Like
1: I don't I don't know where to go with it. Um, so main, we have main our main event of the evening. Yeah. Um, awesome. and I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk first, if you don't mind, muffins about it because, uh, what I am going to say is going to, well, if you allow it to stay in the show, is going to be a massive downer, and we need someone to pick pick things up a bit after I'm done oh. talking. Okay, um. So, our true main event was the ultimate bro, Matt Riddle, taking on Jacob Fatu. I'm not, I, okay, I am going to dwell on this. I am going to dwell on this, but I'm not going to talk about the match, really. Um, so, I'm going to start the party with, it upset me on multiple levels that Jacob Fatu took the L here. Yeah. Because th- they had just started getting Jacob Fatu back on track after he was eating a bunch of losses and kind of losing some of his monster aura. Um, just for him to come uh, just for him to tap out to the new flavor of the week. I like that like you, you built him back up just to feed him to someone else when he could be like a main event staple for you know for however long you need him to be, however long he's going to stay with the company and you just like big picture he will probably be fine from this. but it upset me that they we went through this they, they used him to send hammer home. <laughs> You know, send him away just for him to be murked the next show. Like that upset me, but not as much as the whole concept of the match itself. Now, I am not going to, tu- I, I am going to lightly touch on the allegations that have been brought forth to Matt Riddle. But what really upset me, not just as a wrestling fan, but as a person who actually bothers to care about other people, is the commentary for that match, Matt Striker did no services to m for mlw and like this is the thing like regardless of how what you thought of the show what people are talking about is not you know alex can retaining uh, the return of richard holiday the bloodbath they're talking about matt Stryker flat out defending someone who was accused of domestic violence sexual assault hard drug use and whatever went on with tsa like and not just like oh, like I'm going to praise him because he's in our company, like he flat out. And I I have a direct, one uh, one direct quote here right here is Let's talk about the elephant in the room. And the court of public opinion would like to see Jacob Fatu slap the taste out of Matt Riddle's mouth, but the court of public opinion does not convict. I'm sorry, I know it's the world in which we live, and it's not the case. Like there is no reason for that statement. And then there was no reason to like flat out. He flat out said. I don't care what the man has done. Why would you ever let him go? Dude, the guy, like, again, these are allegations, not in the court. Dude was accused of sexual assault. And then, again, his last months in the WWE, like, brought kind of a black eye to the company. Like, why would you bring this stuff out in the open, especially in the main event? in a card where people are going to have eyes specifically on this match because either a they want to see that man or b they want to see the dumpster fire that mlw is known to be and they and mlw went with the latter mlw has like either Matt Striker, either with mlw's permission said those things Or, B, he went out on his own and, like, something, like, he gave a black eye for the company. I am not going to, I'm not going to be a guy that's going to call for Matt Stryker's job. I am not going to do that. But he gave a very visible black eye for the company. And, like, as a person, like, this upsets me to, like, put someone accused of the things that Mick Riddle has done where he's, you know, what he's done. And, like, I can't. I can't defend things like that. The problem, that's the problem, is I I can't defend that. I can't be like, hey, guys, go check out MLW. When Matt Stryker's on IR going, I don't care what that man's done. Yeah, don't let someone like Matt Riddle go. I'm like... Dude, if you look at the statistics, I would say, you know, at least half of the women you know have been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. And this is how this is what you're going to do with a guy who's been blatantly accused of it. And then, just the kicker the kicker to all this is within 12 hours of Matt Stryker doing this, he's had at least one accusation of sexual misconduct. I, I, I I want MLW to do better because I can't, like, as a fan, I I can't, it's hard for me to defend MLW as a promotion. That's getting itself right. When the the commentary. Is how it was. So like even ignoring the Matt Riddle. Part of the match itself. Just basically commentary. Just flat out saying. We don't care what the man may have done. You got to get someone like him. And. Like. And I'm hoping that's just Stryker going out on himself. And he wasn't fed those lines. Because man, it, that's a hard look. Yeah. And like I really like I do what I can and i'll I'll segue out of this and you can talk about the match or however you want to rebuttal this. I'll t- uh, but like it's it, it is very it is very hard to continue to support the company when when things like this are allowed to happen and i'm i and like you guys know on this show i am the like i don't necessarily sugarcoat things but i try to see the silver lining even in like even the blindfold match you hated the blindfold match i'm like hey well it was short and sweet it was a popcorn match you know oh i don't like all the blood well you know at least we got sammy callahan out of it or you know for what it was it was pretty good. i I can't defend this i can't find the silver lining in this to tell you to go look at this i i I can't do that in this situation and i'm not going to call for anybody's job i'm not going to you know metaphorically cancel anyone that i haven't already threatened to do for but it the the this really like real talk you you uh, muffins the viewer uh you know court bauer if you happen to be watching this i, I know some ml guys uh, mlw guys do check this out it really made me rethink my fandom and i apologize for bringing the show down but if if the only thing people are talking about out of kings of coliseum is matt striker's commentary during the main event i think we've done something wrong yeah.
0: Well, you know, hey, like we said before, this, this is a real show. We talk real stuff. And we are all, all our, our own point of views and our opinions. And we say what we feel and, and you say what you felt. And I applaud you for doing that. You know, there's there's definitely no silver lining here whatsoever. All I can say is striker said what he said. He went and apologized. You know later on on twitter <laughs> and then he retracted it yeah of course you know but what's gotta happen is kurt bauer had to st- needs to take a stand now and suspend him you know for a month for a while or something just so, to- just to, to at least acknowledge it i think yeah, exactly because he hasn't yet he hasn't said anything yet Or i haven't seen anything be acknowledged by him but yeah. you know say something like the views yeah. of my striker are not ours. He was not fed this type of lines. He went, you know, he was doing his commentary job and he was tone deaf and just said what he thought needed to be said to bring more light to the match. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit at yeah.
1: and, and like, I think and I think that is something else that does it isn't a good look for MLW is the fact yeah. that they've remained completely silent with it. And yeah. I, I know you shouldn't always feed the neckbeards. But when the neck when the neckbeards when yeah. the neckbeards are going after something yeah. very specific something very specific that was done on air, I think you do need to address this. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he, even, even, even you know even like yes, people poo poo it, but at least just a statement yeah. that that yeah. you acknowledge its existence.
0: Yeah, Car Bauer needs to come out with a statement, say something, do this, do that. He, he needs to get suspended. He needs to get sent to a class you know diversity class you know sexual harassment class they do that stuff you know and have them do something say something to kind of clear this up and kind of fix this because right now it's a black eye like you mentioned for the company like how are we supposed to follow a company when you have this one guy going broke because either you fed him the lines or he went broke but then people are going to go well how are you going to let somebody go broke? just say whatever he wants to say on on a televised show or if he got fed the lines how can you let somebody feed him this kind of lies so either or somebody's gonna be guilty of either or so regarding of what happens you know we, we do have to talk about the match the match was a great match i i love the match i was surprised by the ending I wasn't expecting Riddle to win, especially not, not choking out Fatou. You know, but it is what it is. And, and now we'll see what happens. I mean, is Riddle going to be here next month? Are they going to cut ties with him now after this happens? Is Kurt Bauer going to come out and say something? Or he's just going to let it blow over? You know, so, something needs to happen to make us fans feel better about the company that we are talking about because we can sit here and talk about the company that we love to watch and try to defend it when something so brilliantly happened on their main event and we have to see here and pretend like it didn't happen because it did happen. It's all over the place. So yeah, you know something definitely needs to happen with with Max Striker or something with Riddle, you know. He needs to get suspended. Even though it's not Riddle's fault. I'm not you know Yeah. And, and I, I will
1: this is about as close to the defense I'll come out it. Like yeah. this one has nothing to do like has nothing to do with Matt Riddle. Do I think that's Matt hard. Riddle was a good signing? No, I don't, but he's here now. And there's no point in like retroactively punishing him for that. What, like I'm not happy with it. I, I'm handling it in my own way. But like Matt Stryker is where that's we put, oh, put on our, you know <laughs> Uh, put on our societal god uh, you know headphones he and just chose to go like i didn't hear anything i am yeah.
0: well we, and... we all heard it because we all cringe yeah. when we heard it. i'm like did he actually say that no he yeah. didn't say that
1: and as yeah. i said like that was like that that was the only thing yeah. mainstream fans talked about yeah. after exactly. that show they, they didn't talk about any of the matches they they, they just talked they talked about matt riddle so L-O-W L-O-W
0: is getting is getting the eyes for the wrong reasons yeah,
1: that's the last one for the real reasons. And the problem is, is, a lot of people are then saying, like, basically, I told you so. That MLW has always been a trash fire, and yeah. here it is again. And yeah. the sad thing is, is, I have to sit, like, in this situation, I have to sit here and just go. And I agree. Yeah. I, I, I can't I can't argue with you, bro. Like, yeah. you know, up until this point, like, I'd be like, no, dude, like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but things are on upswing. Like, the matches are amazing. Like, they're they've turned a corner with. Do, do you know bringing XYZ and here uh
0: well, but yeah all I have to say is this and I'm gonna be I'm gonna take the broom and I'm gonna be the bad guy now of what you said and me being the bad guy is saying Matt Riddle, all the stuff that has happened has been allegations. He, he hasn't been you know he's been accused of stuff he hasn't been you know uh charged for anything uh he hasn't been arrested for anything you know it's all his work against her word we saw one video of what happened with the TSA incident which that was the last straw with WWE but WWE still had him on the contract when all the allegations were going on yeah you know they suspended him they didn't suspend him but he wasn't being shown for a while you know he came in with an injury in the meantime where all that stuff was being done yeah. And once everything died down, he got brought back like nothing ever happened. So, and he so, got more over, he got more over for a while because of it.
1: Oh, yeah. well, so not because mean,
0: he of it, uh, under the with, rug too. So, yeah, you know, they're all oh, the rug. And, and again, as, allegations, nothing has come out of allegations, and the TSA thing was the last straw.
1: Yeah, and you as know, I said, both, like at this point, at this point, like you've already brought him in, like the black eye is not, yeah. is not on riddle himself and really be and the really the outrage was towards strike a striker and his comments basically sweeping everything trying to like publicly sweep everything under the rug you know and what's
0: going to happen now if he got fed the lines or he went on his own is going to fall on striker period so something has to be done with striker or 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 barbara has to come out with something and say you know, he can't let this just sit by and let it simmer anymore. He has to come out with some I understand what happened, but I needed time to think and you know, through the process, talk to our lawyers and stuff like that and make some kind of statement and go from there. But he just he cannot not do anything. He not <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, do the something.
1: silence is just as damning as yeah. letting striker go off like that. It's like he but...
0: something he needs to do something. He just can't let it just well, I'm gonna let time just take it and, and see what happens. WWE was also guilty because they kept them on the roster through all this stuff. They did the same thing with the Double Team Dream when all the allegation stuff came out. They kept them there for a while, and you know, told they finally suspended them and fired them because they you know it wouldn't <laughs> for, go for away other things, essentially. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and it's, it's again and. I guess here's my equivalent of civil, uh, a silver lining but my silver lining is actually bringing everybody else down in the process. Like if we are going to look again okay this is my this is closer to a broad statement that wrestling just needs to be cleaned out in general. Yeah. Um but if we're going to look at people who've had serious allegations of sexual misconduct pretty much every major company in America has had some uh, is currently employing someone with varying degrees of accusations against them uh you know whether it's the wwe which they had they had dream they had this, uh, riddle which they eventually let them go they had to totally dismantle yeah you know, uh but like but like but we overlook look over like aew who hired rick flair after all the things that had come out about flair yeah darby allen was still is still very well pushed uh, given his allegations uh, you know, uh, New Japan, like they really don't care about that kind of stuff because they allow, well, they signed Riddle, uh, but, but they also allowed, Ch- uh, Chase Owens and Michael Elgin only got fired over there because he got, he, he was, he got caught stealing stuff. Stealing, yeah. Stealing yeah the so, deposit, like they, they didn't care deposit, about that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like, I've hijacked it. And for the purposes of this rant, the rant is surprisingly not, a, it, it's about Riddle, but, the outrage is not from riddle for riddle himself that that is how i will clarify the statement and that is about as close to a silver lining as we're going to get out of this situation yes but but i think i think we've brought things down enough and we've kind of beaten a dead horse at this time like so i maybe so on i
0: that note, <laughs>
1: i will promise to try to do better in the future no, I know uh, no promises there. I I will. I, it, If something hits my serious button, like I will continue to have the serious talk about it. Uh, but
0: that and, being and said, you, you spoke, you spoke about something that bothered you and you were genuine with what you said and I agree with everything that you said. You know, it, no you one know, can say anything like, oh, you know, this guy is always talking crap. I don't know there's something that bothered you and and you went and said what you said that's fine yeah, that's now, what we do here we and there's never, you know right. there's
1: there's chunks of things like i can call that are part of a character or an yes. online persona but like that right. like that we had we, we had to drop the curtain for that one ladies yeah, and gentlemen exactly. and and you know you so here's a good segue into the socials so you know whether you agree w- with us disagree with us let us know hit that uh, you know Go in the comment section and let us know what an idiot I am. Or no, you're a great social justice warrior. Hit us up on the Twitter. uh, At me at the Nova of Cass, Urban, uh, Urban Wrestle NW. You know, of course, also hit the like and subscribe button over here as well. Get those noties on so you know whenever we happen to drop a a new episode. You know, uh, we are, I said, all the socials. We we have merch hidden away somewhere in the links as well. Check out old episodes. We got the MLW Confusion podcast that drops every Friday, regardless of how much stuff MLW actually throws out during the week. Last week, you got a free preview of the at home.exe podcast which is usually patreon exclusive muffins has got got 10 pounds of gold you, you still is still rocking that now that you're off yes, uh, uh, the holiday break
0: next, next week next week is still coming yep
1: so so we're bringing that back at you a lot of stuff to consume whether it's here on the YouTube whether it's wherever you get your podcasts Twitter I'm on threads I'm on Blue Sky now uh you know muffins is on, uh, muffins is on Twitter all yes. that sort of good stuff so you know, thank you guys for listening to us right along incoherently for the last hour. We do appreciate it. And we will catch you all next time. Deuces!